Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And you guys, if you don't know yet, or if you have not joined my 
free, totally free 14-day consistency challenge has begun. And I am so thrilled that we have thousands and thousands and thousands of you on. So if you have not joined yet, please go right now, stop what you're doing, pause this podcast and go to lauriharder.com forward slash challenge. It is totally free. It is 14 days in a row of only 20 minutes a day. Each workout includes a mini meditation at the end. These are real time videos. I am doing this workout with you and one amazing woman will win $1,000 for doing this totally free challenge and being consistent every single day. So you guys go there right now and join. And on today's podcast, I have an amazing woman. Her name is Maria Marlowe, and she has her new book out called The Real Food Grocery Guide. And you guys, today we go over so many amazing things. So whether you have been eating really healthy for the last few years, or maybe you're an old pro, or maybe this is something pretty new to you and you just want to really learn how to navigate the grocery store and what foods you should be eating to get the most benefits out of this conversation is for you. We're going to talk about exactly what to eat for balanced weight and longevity, why calorie counting is futile, how to decipher between buzzword foods, how to select the most nutritious foods, what products you should most definitely, if you're going to do organic at all, what products are most important to buy organic. So you guys, let's get started. Maria, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you, Lori. I'm excited to be here. You guys, I met uh, Maria in New York City. It was actually at um, Natalie Jill's book launch, which is so exciting. And we were at this amazing dinner with some incredible women. I'm totally going to name drop, um, which was so fun to have dinner with you and Gabby Bernstein and Natalie and a few other amazing, amazing people. Um, Leanna Werner Gray, just incredible people. So that was like the most fun dinner. And I immediately connected with you. And from there, we just kind of stayed in touch and then had another coffee date in LA talking about your book and now your book is in my hands. How exciting is that? Are you so thrilled to have this book out? I am super excited. As I'm sure you know, with writing a book yourself, it almost feels like birthing a baby. It so. is. It, well, I can't say I know, but <laughs> I was about to be like, it's exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> but a lot of time and effort uh, to until you finally get it in your hands. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So for those people who may not um, be familiar with you, could you share a little bit about yourself and about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Sure. So now I'm an integrative nutrition health coach and I help people clean up their eating habits to improve their health, uh, to improve their skin or to lose weight. But I didn't grow up wanting to do this. I grew up in a very standard or typical American family eating a standard American diet. And by the time I was about 18, I just was had so many different ailments and I couldn't figure out why I was sick all the time. And I went to doctors, I went to dermatologists, I didn't get much um, from them. And long story short, when I changed my diet at the time, I was eating a lot of processed foods. When I changed my diet, my health drastically changed. My skin cleared up. I lost 20 pounds. My health improved. And I just said, 
and you know, why doesn't anyone teach us this? So I sort of went down this nutrition rabbit hole. I discovered that food affects everything from your skin to your mood, to your IQ, your athletic performance, your mood, everything is affected by what you eat. And it sort of just became my passion. I ended up changing career paths uh, and, and going down uh, this path to teach other people how food affects our bodies. Mm, that is amazing. And, and that's the most powerful thing, right? When we have our own experience. So I know that you mentioned some of them, but did you have any of those moments where you're like, wow, where it really, really hit you on seeing the results of eating better or maybe how food was really affecting your life? Definitely. I mean, for me, probably the thing that tormented me the most was that I had pretty bad acne to the point where sometimes I wouldn't even want to leave the house. And I had an older brother and a younger sister. Neither of them had acne the way, or you know, really at all. They might have a few breakouts here and there. Um, they had other health issues, but not acne. And that really tormented me. And when I first realize that there's a connection between acne and your diet, I, you know, I made some changes and I can literally see, you know, overnight in the mirror, you know, redness would go down, bumps would go down. And then over a longer period of time, like my face clearing up. And as soon as my face uh, first cleared up, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is perfect. Now I can go back to eating all my favorite foods that I used to eat before. And then, of course, you know, as soon as I do that, again, instantaneously, you know, I wake up with a new breakout. So really being able to literally see that in the mirror was um, pretty profound. And I think, you know, in a certain way, I mean, we all kind of experience that in different ways, but sometimes it's not so visible. So I think in a way, even though, again, it was, you know, it tormented me at the time, I think it was a great thing for me to visually be able to see how different food was affecting my body and my skin. Mm. So I so have experiences like that. And I really want to, you know, because I, I feel your passion in this book. Your book is called The Real Food Grocery Guide. And it's such a beautiful book talking all about how food truly affects every single part of our life, how we think, how we feel, how we look, how we move, uh, you know, literally everything. And I know that I can think back to times where one of the main reasons I started to eat better was first I was motivated by body, right? When I was younger, because I was uh, made fun of all the time because I was overweight. And then I was motivated by mood. I just noticed when I ate well, I didn't feel as much anxiety. I wasn't as depressed. So did you notice any of that for yourself? Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's quite interesting. Um, you know, there's even research about how food affects our mood. And so, for example, one thing I always recommend to people is matcha tea because matcha tea has been shown to help lower the stress hormones uh, in our body. And for, you know, most of us living this sort of crazy lifestyle in 2017, most of us are pretty stressed, especially if we're in an urban environment. Um, and so definitely I, I could see in myself um, – when I was eating bad foods, you know, my brain was foggier. Uh, I was definitely moodier. Uh, and just, you know, not as, you know, when you, you don't feel great, you, you're not going to be the nicest person or happiest person you can be. And I think sometimes what happens is that we get so used to not feeling great, whether it's digestive issues or just not having a lot of energy or whatever it may be. We, it's, it happens every day, so we think it's normal, um, but when we change our diet and, and you know, all that's sort of lifted away from us, it's, you know, all of a sudden it's so amazing how, how your mood improves with it. 
Mm, I love that you suggested something for not having uh, or, or for really helping with stress. Are there foods that actually cause stress? Well, I think, um, I think I like to focus more on the foods that will take away. I would say um, I'm not aware of any foods that like particularly cause like stress hormones. Um, but I would say things that you'd probably want to stay away from are anything refined, um, especially refined sugar, anything like white flour, anything like that. Um, just it's not good for our body on multiple different levels. And uh, so I would say that's probably the things that you want to stay away from. Mm-hmm. So I think so many people, you know, I come from I come from the Midwest where it is like, honestly, I still have people who say to say things uh, to me like, well, why would all of this food be advertised or why would the you know, why would certain people be pushing all of this food on us if it was so bad for us, if it was causing, you know, disease or really harming people? What is your answer to that? Well, you know. A business is business, right? And so food businesses, and I'm talking more about, you know, the packaged food industry and sort of the snack foods and those sort of things, their their job is to make money for their shareholders. And so they want to, right, to to eat more, right, in order to buy more. And there there is um, I mean, you can, you know, Google this, there's news articles, there's 60 minutes uh, episodes and things about how food manufacturers actually engineer um, the food in certain cases, not all of them, obviously, will actually engineer the food, though, so that you eat more. They, you know, combine the flavors, the texture, the crunch, everything, the feel, the mouthfeel, all of these things to literally make you want to eat more. And if you think about it, and I know I've been there and maybe um, you've had a similar experience, there's definitely been periods where I've literally eaten an entire bag of chips or a sleeve of cookies or whatever, you know, junk food of the moment that I was into. And, you know, just not even realizing, right, inhaling, you know, 10 servings or 15 servings, whatever is in there. But the same thing doesn't happen, right, with real food. So, for example, an apple, right? You're never going to sit down and eat 15 apples the way that you would 15 <laughs> cookies. And so um, real foods have the fiber intact. They have the nutrients we need. And our body basically can understand them, right? If we think of our body as a machine, the real food, um, plant and animal-based foods that um, – sort of mother nature intended us to eat, our body knows how to register those and it knows to tell us when we're full and, you know, move on. Whereas these packaged foods, uh, our, our bodies sometimes get tricked into wanting to eat more because they don't have fiber. They don't have the nutrients our body needs. Uh, and so it, they just become very, very easy to overeat. Okay, so for someone who's in the cycle, right, their hand right now, as we're talking, is in the bag of chips. <laughs> Been there, by the way, many times. Yeah. Um, and there, it, it's like, how do you break the cycle to get that real food start? You know, started into your mm-hmm. body? Do we start all at once? Is there a great food to start grabbing? Is there a meal that's best to start with a time? What does that look like? Yes, that's a great question. So I think the the best thing to do first is to add in the the foods that you want and that are going to nourish your body uh, versus like focusing on like literally like throwing out everything in your pantry and just getting rid of everything that you like. Um, 
So first focus on adding in foods. So if there are, for example, some like key foods that you know that you really go to all the times, like maybe it is cookies or chips or whatever, I would first find a healthier version of that. So, you know, for cookies or for sweet, because I know sugar is often something that we kind of really get addicted to and don't want to give up. I, I recommend switching to date rolls, which are simply date paste rolled in coconut or um, sometimes chopped almonds or nuts. And they have this amazing sweetness and they're really satisfying. It doesn't feel like you're eating a piece of fruit, like it actually feels like you're eating dessert. So you still kind of have that reward factor there. Um, they're sweet, but they have the fiber and they have the nu nutrients that are going to sati satiate you. Um, if it's more crunchy or salty things that you're after, uh, I would recommend trying some of the, there are a bunch of um, vegetable-based uh, baked chips now, whether it's kale chips, they have Brussels sprout chips, beet chips, all sorts of different crazy things that eat broccoli chips. And if it's just that crunch or the salt that you're after, you could try that, seaweed snacks. Um, so the, I, I just, you want to look for, okay, whatever are your key foods that you're eating now, what's a healthier version or a healthier real food version of it that you can swap in? And then just in general, one tip that I really give everyone that seems super simple but has very profound effects is to simply add in more vegetables because most of us are not eating enough vegetables in our daily diet and we're not getting the fiber we need. So we're kind of always feeling hungry. And so if we simply commit to making half of our plate vegetables, that could be cooked, it could be raw, like in a salad, however you want it, but 50% vegetables at lunch and dinner, you're going to significantly increase the amount of fiber and nutrients you're consuming. But what you're also doing is you're crowding out other less healthy foods. Because if you think about it, hours, right? And sometimes you could eat a meal and you'll be hungry an hour or two later, right? And so when you're filling up on the good stuff, on the vegetables that are fiber rich and nutrient rich, they're going to crowd out the other less healthy foods, kind of fill up your stomach space, so to speak, so that you want less of the other not so healthy foods, or you're going to snack less because you're going to be a little bit more satisfied. Oh man, that is like the best tip. I seriously use this on my husband without even realizing it. And it works so well. Like We started doing, and he's not a salad person. We started doing, you know, salad nights. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. You can put whatever you want on this massive bowl of kale, but you just have to eat it with kale. So, you know, he filled it with, um, you know, vegetables and kale, but then he did all of his like eggs and he still did cheese and he did his croutons. But what happens is like, he only eats a half of it and then he's also just totally full and he stops snacking at night and now he craves more vegetables. That is the best tip. So even just switching like that, you don't have to go all out. That is the best tip. I love that. Exactly. Because even your taste buds start to change. Like you just said with your husband, he starts craving more vegetables and less of the other stuff. And it just really happens organically and naturally over time. To it, and it really did. I just really want to point out like he now craves salads because he feels so much better. Like his whole system is working better. Like he feels so much better in the morning. He feels, you know, less water retention. Just there's so many different things that happened for him just by keeping all of the things that he was attached to, but putting in a ton more vegetables. So that's brilliance. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So for people who are making the switch and, you know, it can get really overwhelming and it can get really expensive. What are some of the first things that you tell people who feel that way? 
Well, I think healthy eating gets a bad rap as being very expensive. And yes, you know, kale chips and, you know, these organic vegan gluten-free <laughs> cookies and things, they can get a little pricey, but those are not things that you necessarily need to be eating. I think those are more convenience type foods. But if you're just really like looking at the vegetables, um, the plant-based proteins, uh, and, and the, the, the main, the bulk of your real food, it First of all, A, you want to think of it as an investment in your health because when you look better and you feel better, you're going to be happier. And, you know, there's the saying, you know, you can pay the farmer now or the doctor later, Mm -hmm. right? We have so, so much research that, you know, you are what you eat. So that's just one way of looking at it. But in terms of saving money, so... With vegetables, I think that um, there's there's something called the Environmental Working Group's um, Dirty Dozen List, and so it, it kind of it tells you what are the the fruits and vegetables that have the most number of pesticides on them and which have the least. And so if you're looking at vegetables and trying to decide which ones to buy organic or not organic, using that environmental working group dirty dozen list and clean 15 list is a great way to choose where you want to spend a little bit more money and where it's totally fine to get conventional versions. Uh, Shopping the bulk section is also a really great way to get nuts and seeds and beans, like dried beans, super cheap. So um, that, that's a great section to shop. That's also where you can get the aforementioned date rolls. And, um, when it comes to meat and animal products, that's where I think it is a good idea to spend a little bit more money because I think that quality matters. And so you do want to look for things that are organic or sustainably raised like grass fed beef or free range or pasture raised chicken and eggs. And, um, I think by supplementing some of your protein. So not every single meal has to have meat. Um, By supplementing some of that with plant-based protein like quinoa and uh, lentils and beans, all of these plant-based proteins are super duper cheap, uh, especially the beans and the lentils. So that sort of gives you a little leeway to spend a little bit more on the meat. Mm. And uh, one last thing I'll say in terms of vegetables, um, you can actually use frozen vegetables and fruit, which are just as nutritious, if not more so than the fresh, uh, the fresh produce. Mm. And that's because they're picked when they're ripe and they're flash frozen. So they maintain, you know, the maximum amount of nutrients, whereas the fresh produce, especially like for me living in New York, it's usually trucked in from, you know, California and it's like two weeks old. So um, it, the frozen fruit may actually be a bit more nutritious for us here in New York. Mm, so interesting. So what are, can you give us a couple more foods that would absolutely like you want to buy organic, maybe as, as far as top fruits you'd want to buy and top vegetable? Definitely. So uh, kale, which is, uh, I think, super popular right now, that I would always want to have organic because that's one of the most heavily pesticide sprayed crops. Uh, in terms of fruits, the way that you can kind of remember, okay, which things do you want organic versus not? Typically, if it has like a very thin skin or something that you're going to eat directly, so for example, an apple, you're typically going to eat the skin or strawberries, um, those are the things you probably want to veer organic to. Whereas things that have some sort of outer shell or covering or skin, such as melons or an avocado, um, those things are generally, you know, okay to buy conventional. Okay. So interesting. So as far as buzzwords, I love that you talk about this because for real, when I first really started getting into 
really learning about my food and where it came from. It was like, I was like, if it says gluten-free on it, it must be, you know, so I'm going to eat all of this, this, I mean, this brownie and these muffins look incredible. <laughs> so how do we navigate all of that? What is, you know, what does a typical day look like as far as like just even choosing foods, you know, what should we do? Right. So, you know, that's exactly the reason I wrote this book is because I think it is very overwhelming and there are just so many buzzwords and it's so easy. Like I remember a few years ago, my cousin called me all excited because she bought organic Oreos and I was just thinking, well, apples would have been better. Organic apples would have been better, but I guess it's a start. Um, So, you know, I think that Uh, first of all, understanding, okay, what are real foods? So I'm kind of talking about real foods, but like, what exactly are they? So real foods are are foods that are not processed or minimally processed and basically come from mother nature. So fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts and seeds, and, you know, basically unprocessed uh, animal products such as eggs or meat and, and wild fish. And I think if we can stick to those real foods as much as possible, obviously, you know, again, we have busy, hectic lives. It's not always going to be convenient uh, to have 100% real food, right? But I think as long as the majority of the time, 80, 90% of the time we're eating real foods, we're off to an amazing, amazing uh, start and amazing health. So you know, in terms of what does this look like uh, in the terms of a day? So, you know, a breakfast might be an omelet with, um, you know, a couple cups of spinach or broccoli or some other vegetables, whatever vegetables that you have on hand. Um, It could be overnight oats with fruit on top. Um, It could be a big smoothie with some hemp protein and different fruits inside. And then for lunch or dinner, It's always, you know, again, if you're always thinking of your plate as, you know, that circle, 50% of it is going to be filled up with some sort of vegetables, again, and whatever your choice is. Um, And then about a quarter of your plate would be some sort of healthy protein. So that could be, you know, organic meats, uh, wild fish, it could be plant based, such as quinoa, beans, or lentils. Um, When you're eating plant based foods, uh, like our plant-based protein, you definitely want to make sure you're eating enough because sometimes complain like, oh, you know, when I eat plant-based protein, I don't feel full or, you know, um, you know, it's not satisfying enough. I'm, I'm hungry soon after. You have to eat like at least a cup of beans in order for it to classify as a serving if you're using that for your protein. So make sure you're eating adequate amount of it. Um, for animal-based protein, a serving is about three to four ounces. So when you go out to a restaurant, they're typically serving you double that. So just keep that in mind. Um, and then the rest of your plate could be a healthy whole grain, could be more, more, um, uh, vegetables if you wanted, or it could be a little bit more of a plant-based protein. So if you kind of stick to that ratio, you'll be in good shape. Uh, so, you know, uh, I do a lot of like curries and stir fries, um, quinoa bowls like I love what you said about like the kale bowl and just kind of like mixing and matching things so there's a lot of different variations as long as you kind of like stick to that sort of ratio Mm. you know I'm flipping through your book right now again and it's so educational like it it takes normal food that you look at every single day whether it's kale or grapefruit or grapes or corn or cucumber and you really break it down as to why this food is good for you, what it is, how to choose it, how to store it, how to prepare it. Like it's just, you can grab it and go, you can read the whole book. I love, love, love that you do this. And also 
Um, you know, I know you're super passionate about using like really how to use food in your life as medicine and to feel good. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, um, as a health coach, whenever, you know, someone comes to me, I generally try to look at what, you know, what their symptoms are, what's going on in their life and, and figuring out or with their body rather. And, you know, could there be any foods that may be contributing it to, to it? Or maybe you're not eating certain things that could be helping it. So whether that is uh, digestive issues, that's another really common issue. So, you know, things like bloating and, you know, th toilet uh, things that we don't want to talk about, you know, um, I think when people have digestive issues on a regular basis, again, they think it's normal. But if you're, you know, bloated all the time, gassy or having uh, non-normal number two, you know, you're probably eating something that's not good for you, right? Because you're the foods that you're eating are going directly through your digestive tract. And it's it's amazing how, again, even I used to have this disconnect between what I was eating and how my stomach was feeling. But it only makes sense that everything that we're eating is directly affecting our stomach. So, you know, if that's the case, I would look at removing some of the common um, sort of allergens or trigger foods that can kind of hurt your digestive health and then making sure that we're adding in foods uh, that support our digestive health, making sure that you're getting enough fiber and water um, and, you know, fermented foods and healthy probiotics that, you know, so that your gut is working well. And, and basically, so that's kind of what, you know, what I do and the way that I like to kind of um, work with people is like figure out, okay, what symptoms do you currently have? What are you currently eating or doing that could maybe be causing this? And then sort of step by step adding in or taking things out and figuring out if that's the, if that's the case. Mm. So important. I, you know, even when I, when I travel back home, we go back to Wisconsin and honestly, it is really tough to find healthy or organic food. And I feel like by day two, I feel like a different person if I can't get my hands on healthy food or I haven't been to the grocery store or maybe we're going out to dinner a bunch with people catching up. It's like if I don't really seek it out or bring food or things like that, which isn't always fun, right? It's I notice mm -hmm. such a difference. I'm groggy in the morning. Um, my mood immediately, I don't feel well. So for me, it's such a contrast. I'm always, always reminded about it. And then I don't know if you have ever... Um, been to Europe, but they don't, I mean, I'm sure you have, but they don't use processed food for the most part in most places. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like you can eat food that you don't normally eat. Like you're eating pasta and pizza and, you know, but not tons of it, but you still feel good. Have you noticed that? Definitely. I was in uh, Italy and France this summer and eating bread and pasta and pizza and all these things that I don't typically eat at home. And I was there with a girlfriend and we ended up losing weight, um, <laughs> not gaining it. So I definitely know what you're talking about. And so much of that, they just don't, they don't um, use pesticides. They don't, you know, use preservatives well, and different things like that in their food. And everything's, everything's very fresh. One mm -hmm. thing that I love about Europe, you know, France in particular, there are farmer's markets like every single day and people go literally almost every day to pick up whatever they're going to eat mm -hmm. for the night. So everything's just very, very fresh and very natural. Um, they definitely, you know, cook a lot. They, they do like their vegetables. Uh, I know, you know, I always remark to people, it's so funny when you go to a beach in France, you can literally order a crudité platter, which is essentially raw vegetables and dips like olive tapenade or hummus. Um, and for dessert, you can order a fruit plate. Mm -hmm. Whereas if 
you go to an American beach, I mean, you really can only get hot dogs and ice cream, you know? Mm. So it's just a stark contrast in, uh, in the foods that we eat. Mm. I love that. And you, you see it in the people. So you, you literally see it in the culture. I remember looking around and I'm like, it's not like they're working out and it's not like you see any like gyms or diet places or diet food. What is the deal? And really it's taking the principles that you apply in this book and just eating real food and, you know, living a normal active life. I also love that you talk about coffee because who doesn't consume coffee and you give tips on how to select the um, best coffee for yourself because really if we're eating it every day that's another thing I look at right what are you eating every day consuming every day so you've Mm -hmm. covered pretty much everything in here what are some things in this book that are most important to you well I think what you know makes it most interesting is is that it does talk about the health benefits and concerns of everything which I think is really important because again I we're never really educated on what to eat. And, you know, I don't think there's a disconnect between what we're eating and how we're feeling. So I think that it kind of talks about the benefits and how different foods will affect us either positively or negatively. I think that's really important. And, um, I think that, I mean, the packaged food section is very important. It's pretty eye-opening. You kind of touched on this earlier. You know, it's sort of, if you go into the grocery store, most grocery stores, the fresh section, the real food section is really just the perimeter of it. And the the bulk of the store is just aisles and aisles of packaged and processed foods. Um, And there are chemicals and things in there that are not so great for our health. Uh, and that are are very questionable. And so you probably don't want to be eating them, um, but you just don't know, right? And if you don't know, you can't change. So I think the packaged food section is pretty eye-opening. Um, and I mean, I think also the animal product section, again, uh, kind of talking about the importance of why quality is so important with animal products. And, um, and just overall, I think it helps you look at food in a new light and in a very, you know, sort of lighthearted way. I think sometimes, you know, changing the way that you eat can seem uh, a little bit daunting, but I think the way that this book is laid out, you know, it really helps you, you know, you can pick and choose how you want to, you know, improve or upgrade your diet one step at a time. No, I really love it because for me, I'm very motivated to do things that I know will be good for me. So I really even love that you have the color chart as I'm flipping through here, just like, okay, if I want to, if I really want to focus on my skin and eyesight and heart health, it's like, okay, pick more things that are red, orange, and yellow. Okay. I'm going to go with that in my salad. So it's really basic, easy things that actually can excite you. Not just like, oh, I'm eating a freaking salad because (laughs) I want to be skinny and this is what everybody says to do. It's like, oh no, it's because I want to protect my heart. I want really great hair. Like that is way more motivating to connect how you're going to feel and exactly what you're doing for your body. Like I know when I eat kale, I'm like, this is so, so good for me. And it's so protective against different diseases. And I literally say those things and imagine what that mind body connection does for you when you connect those things. Right. Definitely. You know, I think our mind kind of controls everything. And like, you know, 
you can, you know, if you're excited about eating something, you're going to eat it and you're going to feel good about it. But if you're dreading something and you think you're doing it because you have to, then, you know, you're not, you're not going to be happy doing it. You're not going to want to do it. You're probably going to throw in the towel. So that's why I really wanted to make sure that I, I really thoroughly discuss, discuss the benefits of things. So you could feel like, oh, actually, I do want to eat this because, you know, I want this benefit. Oh my God. That's so true. I just went to, um, a, it was literally like a brain, <laughs> like a brain convention <laughs> all about mm-hmm. how your brain works. And one of the only reasons we do certain things, whatever it is, is you have to be motivated to do it. So a lot of times there's zero motivation behind eating healthy, but besides like you have to have a ton of motivation, right? So if it's just, I want to be thin, that's really not going to do it for you need like to pile on the reasons. And honestly, this book is so full of so many reasons. And it's super, it's like food motivation. You're like motivating (laughs) me even more to like get more diverse in my food. So I'm super excited about it. So what are some foods that you don't go without and why? Uh, Sure. So I love my dark leafy greens. I try to have those every day if I can. And so those include things like kale and collard greens, Swiss chard, spinach, arugula, essentially anything dark leafy uh, and like dark green. And so those tend to be super duper high in antioxidants, super high in different vitamins and minerals. And like you mentioned, I just feel good when I eat them. They also are, you know, fiber rich. So I tend to, it's cold here in New York, so I tend to cook them. Uh, I just saute them quickly and try and get in, uh, you know, I usually sneak them in, like if I'm having eggs in the morning, I'll, you know, sneak them into like an omelet or just scramble the eggs with them. Or, you know, for lunch or dinner, just kind of saute them. I also love chickpeas. Chickpeas are one of my favorite foods, super high in fiber and protein. And fiber is really important for keeping your stomach flat uh, and your digestion moving. So I definitely recommend those. And another food that I like to eat on the regular, not necessarily every single day, but I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are really great for supporting the immune system. They're low calorie, they're filling, they, you know, give you this great earthy flavor and texture. And um, so, and they're also really great because they are so filling and so calorie poor. They're great for maintaining a healthy weight as well. Mm. I know you talk a lot about, you know, um, maintaining a balanced weight. What, why is that? Why does eating whole foods keep your weight a lot more balanced? Well, I think that when you're eating real foods, you, like I mentioned before, that you sort of know when to stop eating. You know, you're not going to really overeat kale or broccoli or cauliflower or any of these things because you will literally just be like, okay, I don't want any more. And, you know, when we're just sort of in tune with nature and eating what nature provided for us, um, where, you know, our hunger signals will go off when they're supposed to go off. And so we'll maintain that healthy weight. Whereas when we're eating the foods that, uh, that are more processed and higher in calories, um, and just devoid of nutrients, we're not getting what our body needs. And so we're just constantly hungry and it becomes very easy to overeat and then very easy to put on weight. Another really important thing uh, is also just maintaining a, a diet that is low glycemic, meaning it won't spike your blood sugar. There's a lot of research that um, refined foods such as white sugar, white flour, any of those highly processed foods, because they're high glycemic, uh, that's 
what triggers the um, triggers weight gain. And so real foods are naturally tend to be for the most part low glycemic. And so when we're just eating mostly real foods, we have a generally low glycemic diet. And so again, that just sort of aids in keeping us uh, at a healthy weight. Mm. Are there any other amazing tips that you have felt like have completely rocked your world and changed your life? Well, one super interesting tip that nobody really knows about uh, is um, when you're cooking with garlic, you always want to chop garlic 10 minutes before you throw it into a hot pan because we all know the health benefits, you know, garlic has so many, you know, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, all these great benefits, but it really comes from this compound that's created after you chop or crush your garlic, which is why if you just have a garlic clove, it doesn't smell, but the second that you, you know, crush it, all of a sudden it gives us that garlic aroma. And so research shows that if you throw the garlic straight into the hot pan, you basically degrade this compound. And so you're going to miss out on the health benefits. You'll still get the flavor, but you're going to miss out on some of these great health benefits. But if you let the garlic sit for 10 minutes before you put it into the pan, the maximum amount of that compound is created. And it also uh, becomes protected from the heat. So even if you cook it, you're still going to get the health benefits. Wow. Okay. So we crush it first, 10 minutes prior and then put yes. it in. Okay. Like crush it with my knife. Yeah. Like, crush it or okay. chop it. Chop yep, it you, helps too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either crushing or chopping it works. Okay. Amazing. All right. So before we wrap up, I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can find you, where they can follow you and get this beautiful book. Sure. So uh, on my website, mariamarlo.com, which is M-A-R-L-O-W-E, um, you can find you know more recipes. You can find out about the book there. And also on Instagram, it's at mariamarlo. Mm, amazing. Anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we go? Well, for, for the book I'm offering, um, it's coming out June 1st, but it is available for pre-order now. Uh, and there are some great bonuses. There's a whole guide to spices and superfoods. And also my real food brand picks, both are available for free on the website. So if you just head to mariamarlo.com slash real dash food dash guide, you can find out more about that and get those. Oh my gosh. I am super excited about that. And I just want to thank you for all of the hard work that you do in the world to help people. I know you're so passionate about helping people feel good and really bust through any of the health issues that they're having. And truly you, you just love people. And I think that's so beautiful. So thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you, Lori. Mm. And I always wrap up with one last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So you have an elevator ride with someone. It's only like 30 seconds long and they look over at you and they say, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Listen to your heart. Don't listen to your head and just follow your heart. Mm so beautiful thank you so much and you guys if you loved this episode as much as I did make sure you share it with your friends and until next time earn your happy bye everyone thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the earn your happy podcast I am so glad that you stopped by if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear 
more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com want to know a huge secret to my success Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? 
In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.